This Week in the 90s podcast. All right, welcome to episode three of This Week in the 90s podcast. I'm Chris Brockman. I'm Sarah Tiana. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you. (laughs) It's been a while. God, I know, since we did not see each other. What have you been up to? (laughs) (laughs) What do we do today? I don't even remember what we did today. Uh, We walked to get dinner. That was great. Oh, yeah, that's true. I took the dog for a walk. Yes, you took the dog. And for a uh, that was really about it. We watched some golf. We watched golf. We played some cribbage. You got your butt kicked at cribbage. I did. I lost yeah. $40 to you. And uh, the baby took three long naps. How amazing is that? I know. It's so great. Gosh, I wish I was He's a baby. He's asleep right now. He's asleep right now. Yeah. It's like, like uh, yeah. Fast asleep. Yeah, we're kind of, we're taping this in the evening and it's amazing. He's asleep. I'm sure Amazing. we just jinxed it because uh, <laughs> last time we recorded, episode two got kind of interrupted a few times, <laughs> which through the magic of editing, you did not see or hear. But uh, yes, not. he woke up a bunch of times. But uh, OK, episode three. You excited? I'm excited. All right. It's my turn. I um, I'm going to follow, I think, your lead from last time. Yeah, you are. And uh, try not to like just kind of touch on everything. I'm going to focus on a couple of things. Great. Of a couple of things. There was a massive uh, news story that happened during my week. So episode three, quick recap. Uh, this week in the 90s podcast, we take the week that we're living right now mm-hmm. and we look back through a year in the 90s of everything that happened during that week. Right. So the first two weeks was uh, August 2nd through the 8th. Mm-hmm. I did that one. And then you looked at the 9th through the 15th. So episode three now, we're looking at the 16th to the 22nd of August, okay. 1998. Oh, 98. Okay. 1998. Now, just August. quickly, where were you third week of August, 1998? Third week of August, 1998, I would have been working at Six Flags over Georgia. Wow. So where is that in location to where you grew up? Uh, it's uh, on the east side of it. Uh, no, it's on the west side of Atlanta. Um, Memorable times. <laughs> I just don't remember no, direction, but it's like well, it was a long time ago. Uh, it's close to Douglasville. I was so I was living over there at that time. I would have been performing in a show called Dexter's Laboratory, based on the cartoon. Because at the time, based on the cartoon, what cartoon was Dexter's that? Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> that was a real cartoon, <laughs> yeah. like what, like a adult cartoon? Because no. that sounds like. It was a kid cartoon. It sounds kind of scary, like the TV show Dexter. Well, I performed in the kids' shows at Six Flags, and it was a great job for college. So at the time, I was at Georgia State going to college in Atlanta, and so I was working at Six Flags, and uh, yeah. So I was doing kids' shows every year. In 96, I did the Bugs Bunny World Games. In 97, (laughs) I did What's Up Rock. And in 98, I did Dexter's Laboratory. And it was a great job for college because you only worked on the weekends during the school year. Okay. And then in the summer, you worked six days a week. Right. But we got paid salary, so we got paid the same no matter what time of year. Oh, okay. So you got paid throughout the year. Yeah. So you were in college? Yes. Okay, so you would have been going into your junior year where? Into my junior year at Georgia State. So you went to Georgia for your first two years, and then you transferred to Georgia State? Georgia for the first year, then Georgia State. Oh, Georgia for one. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, so this third week of August, 98, I was getting ready to be a freshman at Syracuse. so crazy getting ready to be a freshman I'm so far ahead of you I, so, I i we're the same age but i was just in college that's so earlier. weird <laughs> i don't even remember what my summer job was in 1998 to be honest i feel you don't you remember everything i know i was trying to think about this actually <laughs> because in 97 i worked at the amusement park for a whopping 475 an hour and and i feel like which amusement park was that fun town usa in Saco, <laughs> maine it sounds so made up Funtown USA 
Sounds like a like a uh, a theme park in a movie. Let me tell you what, it was not fun. <laughs> it was terrible. It was the worst. But you did the games, right? I did the games, and I would legit tell people, "You are not going to win this game." <laughs> I have been here all summer, and no one has shot the arrow through the star perfectly. Okay, <laughs> no one has taken the little BB and shot out the 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 guy. Like, and then people just didn't and people would be like, "No, I'm gonna do it. This is this is the I'm good at this." But you absolutely thought you were probably going to do that yourself i probably thought i could do it i mean i did it <laughs> enough where i was like i can do this, this is easy like did i would you do ever it. do it uh can't recall Pro- <laughs> probably not no. i think on the rainy days we would just do it because they kept us there for a few hours when right. it was raining before sending us home and so you know the basketball the rims are all bent and the balls are overinflated mm-hmm. so you're never going to make the shot or anything or you know the balloons like you're never going to do it so i would tell people you're not going to win not and, a fun town. and they would they would be like, no, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And they did not win. But that was 1997. This is 1998. And I don't remember what I did uh, for a summer job back then when I'm getting ready for my freshman year of college. However, massive news story. So we have three big things. This is what I'm going to hit on. This is what I'm going to hit on right here. I'm going to hit on this massive news story that happened during 1998 that probably still affects us today. Okay. Okay. There was a huge sports story going on that year, the summer of 98, which you might recall. Great ESPN 30 for 30 that we watched earlier this year. Oh, yeah. And 1998 was a huge movie year. Huge movie year. There were some great movies Mm -hmm. in 1998. And one of those massive hits, still a great movie today with one of our all-time great actors, was the number one movie in America the third week of August, 1998. So which would you like me to start with? Oh, man. Decisions? Decisions. Let's start with the news story. Let's start with the news story. All right. Do you remember who was president in 1998? 98. Was Clinton president? 1998 was William Jefferson Clinton from the great state of Arkansas. Do you remember what was going on at that time? Oh, was this the So, yes. So on August 17th, 1998... Bill Clinton admitted in taped testimony that he had an improper physical relationship with the White House intern Monica Lewinsky, who shares a birthday with you, me. Okay, great. July 23rd. (laughs) Uh, So that same day, uh, he admitted before the nation, he went on uh, to address the nation after uh, this testimony was leaked to the public, that he misled people about the relationship. So he is the first sitting president on this date, uh, August 17th, 1998, the first sitting president to testify before the Office of the Independent Counsel as the subject of a grand jury investigation. Now, uh, if you remember all of this, this testimony came as a result of a four-year investigation into Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Uh, after their alleged involvement in several scandals. Oh, the white one. That was uh, like white Accusations water. of sexual harassment, illegal real estate deals, the white water, uh, suspended cronyism involving the firing of White House travel agency personnel, uh, Ken Starr, oh, yeah. uh, who, who got into a whole heap of trouble later on as the president of Baylor. But uh, he was the independent prosecutor. He, during this four-year investigation, uncovered this affair between Bill Clinton and... And Monica Lewinsky. And remember before when he was questioned about the affair, he said that he did not have sexual relations with that woman. That was the famous so, the famous quote. Uh, so Starr, because of this and because of what he learned during his investigation, uh, decided to charge Bill Clinton with perjury and obstruction of justice, yeah. which led to his testimony on August 17th in which he admitted that he had an improper physical relationship with Monica Lewinsky. After the testifying was over, he then addressed the nation live on television, gave his side of the story. He admitted to all of it, said that he regretted misleading his wife and the American people when he denied the affair earlier. That's when he said that famous quote. Uh, Insisted that he had given legally accurate answers in his testimony, and in no time had he asked anyone to lie, hide, or destroy evidence or take unlawful action. Uh, The damage, of course, was already done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Revelations about all of this sparked a battle in Congress about whether or not to impeach Bill Clinton. The Democrats were like, hey, look, (laughs) this isn't that big of a deal. You know, JFK did way worse. Yeah. Uh, Let's just censure him. The Republicans were like, look, man, 
this was their moment, right? Of course. So they called loudly for impeachment, uh, claiming Bill Clinton was unfit to lead the country. <laughs> and later on this year, the House voted to impeach the president. But after a five-week trial, Bill Clinton was acquitted. Mm-hmm. Kind of what we had happen earlier this year. Donald yeah. Trump was impeached, but the Senate voted to acquit him. So he is a sitting impeached president, just like Bill Clinton was Back in 1998, uh, public polls at the time uh, revealed that while many people disapproved of the extramarital affair, which, as we famously know, took place in the Oval Office, <laughs> in his seat, I mean, at on. the Resolute desk. I think there might have been cigars involved and the blue dress and all of that. Uh, most did not consider it an action worthy of impeachment or resignation. But like, so all of this was going on during wanna... the summer of 98. It's not illegal to cheat on your wife. It's illegal it to lie about it under oath. Yes. Yeah. That, if you're a if you're the president of the United States, yes, it's not illegal to cheat on your wife. No. But if you are asked about it while you're under oath and you lie, that's a crime. That but that's perjury. Would you? What would you do in that posi- situation? If I was the president of the United States. Yeah, and then you had had an affair, and they asked you about that when you're when you are testifying about something completely different well no he was testifying well they were about they were investigating all of alleged illegal activities and during the course of this four-year investigation ken Starr like came across that hey bill clinton probably had an affair with this intern but that's not illegal so why bring why ask you're looking for anything to take this guy down, right? I mean, it just, it's like it's just immoral. So you're looking for yes, another and you're the, blemish on his record. And you're the president of the United States. You're supposed to be above this type of behavior. Yeah. You know, so. But what would you do? What would I do? Yeah. I'd probably lie about it like Bill Clinton did. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I know I would. But I think at that point, don't you kind of think that, I don't know, don't you think him and Hillary kind of had of a agreement about Absolutely. what bill was able to do kind of on the side there were rumors about alleged affairs before he was even president when he was governor of arkansas she made him president of you know like 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 there is no bill clinton without hillary yeah, that's probably he true he needed her just as much as she needed him i think they needed each other they just were like look we are maybe they were in love in the beginning i gotta assume that they are sure and uh after a certain point of time they're like look we are become a, a massive power couple and we can really it happens in, in like, their mind do some good so I, they kind of rose to the through the ranks with each other i think people in america might be surprised to learn like how often there's an understanding amongst couples like yeah i think hey, so we are together for the kids and we love each other but like i'm not gonna be mad at you if you screw around just don't let it become don't let it be a thing don't let it don't really don't, don't let it get out don't embarrass me don't embarrass me yeah that's that's you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that happens with people like me and you. I'm just saying that, like, right. w- amongst celebrities, celebrities for and, sure, and, and, and people with people, athletes, celebrities, uh, politicians. If you're in a great position of power, I just think it kind of comes with the territory, and everyone is uh, kind of uh, in a, in agreement that you know it's fine. Just don't embarrass me. Just don't let it get out. Don't bring it home. Don't don't bring it home. Uh, don't let some shit get on a blue dress in the Oval Office with an intern. Like, don't embarrass me. Yeah. And this was really embarrassing for everyone involved. And so that's why I think, you know, the GOP kind of took a hard stand of like, oh, this we would never do this. Blah, blah, blah. I, mean, I just feel the all, worst they're all just for, as terrible, for Monica so. Lewinsky. I do. Just like how yeah, I, I feel the worst for um, Melania well. <laughs> Trump. Well, this is not what Melania signed up for. for exactly. Sure. I'm just like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. like this poor lady, she's like, a, a gorgeous supermodel like she was not here to yeah be, like, supermodel. Some, like she thought she was just marrying some like cool rich guy from america who was on tv and <laughs> yeah then know, he be- became president and then everybody hates everybody her hates too him. and yeah, it's and like hates oh her, man this poor lady like, she's yeah. like the sweetest lady yeah uh but um, so what do you remember about all of this? Uh, were you paying attention to it? Uh, is it something that kind of registered with you? I remember you? it. I yeah. remember just thinking, like, why would Bill Clinton have sex with her? Like, I just remember <laughs> it, like, thinking, like... You thought that... So you thought that Monica Lewinsky was kind of beneath Bill Clinton, not, not to just kind of put it bluntly, no, like... It wasn't that. It just... Seemed... I mean, JFK had sex with Marilyn Monroe. 
Yeah, it's not like I thought she was like ugly or anything. No, of course I'm not. not. But that. like, just you know, that, like, a White House intern. Like, I, come on, you got to be better than that. You're the president. It was more like, why would you have sex with this old dude? Oh, so her like why? Well, because he's the president. Of course, yes, yes, I understand that. But yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. thinking like, she's so cute. she looked like Monica from Friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, she had the haircut for sure. Yeah, I mean, that was that was what was going on back then. Yeah, so it was just like, oh, I mean. I thought Bill Clinton was kind of cool and like, yeah, he played the saxophone. He, he was a jogger. He ate at McDonald's like (laughs) Phil Hartman did him on SNL and it was cool. Bill Clinton was certainly, uh, probably the coolest president up to that point. Up to that point. Yeah. Up to that point. For a while. Since JFK probably. For sure. Yeah. I mean, no one thought Nixon and Gerald Ford were cool, you know, or Ronald Reagan for sure. Or George Senior. Oh yeah. You know, any of those guys. I mean, they're they're just old white guys. Bill Clinton like was on Arsenio. Yeah. You know, that was super cool back then. And he was at the final four rooting for Arkansas. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I just remember like thinking like, I don't know. She just seems so much younger than him. Like that's all, yeah, like, the mean, one thing that I really remember. Just think about being in your early twenties and the president comes on to you. Well, I mean, well, it's I like, got to imagine it's hard to say no, even if you know that it's not the right move. For sure. I mean, I think also when you are young and naive and like this, like super powerful old dude, like I, I wouldn't even know how to say no, you know, like it's not, not not to say like I wouldn't know how and like assert myself. I'm just saying that like I wouldn't even know like I don't know if I would be strong enough. Like it's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the Christmas movie that I always make Love Actually, you know, Love where, Actually, like, right? Where like uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton is the president of the United States, oh, and then right. he like leans, you know, yeah. She's like he was the president, and I don't know, and like she's just like, what am I supposed to do, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't know. I also got to imagine that it was probably super fun for her to sneak around with the most powerful man in the world. And like, she probably, I'm put an older guy. I can't really tell you who it is. Oh, is it the president? And she's just like, <laughs> you know, like, right. I got to imagine it was super fun and thrilling and exciting and adventurous for her as well. Whereas maybe Bill Clinton was just like, another day in the office for him you know or he just was like you know like abusing his own power and like making well, her no feel like that. this was something she that was like part of her job maybe you know and like i you know i feel i feel i just feel more sorry for her i feel like it's damaged her career i think it's damaged her yeah. the things that she could have done in politics and her hopes and dreams and now she's like has this like big scar on on her you know resume and it's a it's a real bummer you know like he completely like ruined her career maybe ruined her life in a a, a, yeah in a weird way because it's something she always has to it's almost like a scarlet letter she has to carry around is like you know you were that guy that f the president and the intern during this whole big i mean this was kind of the first big 20th century presidential scandal where it was in our generation for uh, for us for yeah. sure because it wasn't a thing back then you know reporters kept everything hush hush behind the behind the scenes reporters kept that stuff private they protected people mm-hmm. you know they protected the presidents that they liked um whereas this and especially you see the news just you see the news now but you're trying to get a story. You're trying to sell papers. You're trying to get clicks. This was at the beginning of the internet. Oh, you know, yeah. Matt Drudge was the guy that broke this whole thing. The Drudge Report was a huge, massive website that people went to every single day for political news or yeah. and news that was going on in the country and around the world. And uh, this drove ratings. And this was kind of the beginning of that TMZ era, so to speak. And oh, uh, the beginning was, of the end clickbait yeah i mean it's you know Poor for better or worse yeah i mean it's definitely not for better it's just kind of i think it kind of was the evolution of news and yeah anyway all right yeah but uh so yeah so that was the huge uh huge news story that was going on uh during the time now massive we want to go sports or movies here next sports or movies you got i mean sports up to you sports okay 1998 we're going to talk baseball because summer of 98 was 
one of the greatest times in my life as a baseball fan. Uh, something went on that it didn't even involve anyone, any team that I liked, but involved a couple players I liked, especially back then. And it was Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa. It was the subject of an amazing uh, 30 for 30 this summer on ESPN. Uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were involved in the great home run chase of 1998, trying to take down Roger Maris. They both eventually would pass Roger Maris. Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs in the 1998 season. Sammy Sosa hit 66. It was incredible. It saved the sport. Mm -hmm. It brought back millions and millions of baseball fans, myself included. Uh, I remember exactly where I was sitting when Mark McGuire hit home run number 62. Where were you sitting? 62. I was sitting in the lounge on the third floor of Brewster Hall at Syracuse University. When he broke Roger Maris. When he broke Roger Maris. When he hit number 62. When he hit uh, number 61, I was walking to the dining hall because we had had a... uh, a, a Labor Day storm in Syracuse. There was like a tornado that kind of tore up campus, and our dining hall in our Brewster Bowen complex was closed down. This was early September, and we had to eat at another one. Then we had to walk to it, and he hit 61 while we were walking over there. <laughs> and then he hit 62 the next day. Uh, but during this week, August 16th to the 22nd, McGuire and Sosa both had good weeks. Mark McGuire hit five home runs. Wow. He had 10 hits during the week. Five of them were home runs. He hit numbers 48 to 52. Uh, he had a, it was a memorable game on the 19th. They, were, they played against the Cubs. So McGuire and Sosa went, went head to head. McGuire had two home runs. Sosa had one. The game on the 19th was awesome. So Sammy Sosa hit a home run in the fifth inning to put the Cubs up 6 2. In the eighth, after the Cardinals scored a couple of runs to make it 6-5, McGuire hit a home run to tie the game at 6. Then in the 10th inning, it went to extras. McGuire hit what proved to be the game winner, his 50th of the year. Oh, 50th. I was like, what number was he at? Yeah, Sosa hit in the bottom of the 10th, but he grounded out. So McGuire hit his his 49th and 50th in that game. And Sammy Sosa also homered in the game. It was great. Mark McGuire, his previous high was 49 home runs, which he did in his rookie year of 1987. That was the rookie home run record for 22 years. Pete Alonso broke it last year with the Mets. That was when he played with the A's? That was when he played for the A's. He was skinny back then, him and Jose (laughs) Canseco. Yeah, Sammy Sosa, he hit three during the week to give him 49 at the end of the week. But... That went on during this week, the great home run chase of 1998. Steroids save baseball. I, I, yeah, so, <laughs> so let's talk about that since you bring up steroids and we watched a 30 for 30 about yeah. it. And, uh, you know, Mark McGuire has since admitted to using steroids during that time. You know, the big thing that came out during that summer was the bottle of Andro that was found uh, in his Which locker. Which was not illegal. Not illegal. I knew kids that I played against in high school who took it. But at the time, like steroids were not illegal in baseball. Steroids were not illegal so in baseball. So for there to be this kind of blemish on yes. his record when there's there was no rule or set in place at the time for right. him or anybody for that matter to be for it to be like against the like if you are using it when it's up when the, when baseballs come down and said like hey right. you can't do this anymore and then you're still using it then I understand a punishment but when it's not illegal. What? Nope. What's what? What's the ramification? It's like it's like. Well, my argument. It's like you always hear me argue about HGH. Like um, when Andy Pettit, I think, got uh in trouble for using HGH. Yeah, he said he did. It, he did it one time to help him recover from an injury. HGH is already in your body. Right. So if you are putting something into your body that you already possess, you're just putting more of it in there to help you recover. Right. You're not becoming someone that you're not. I think. I think I understand why steroids got banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand why people don't use them now, and I don't think that you should use them now since it's a rule. Uh, I wouldn't care if people did, but I understand why. Yeah, it's I not. wouldn't care either. But, but to you me, know, HGH, it's illegal. It's illegal. To me, HGH is something that you already have. So for you to be go back to the person that you already are, as opposed to bulking up and becoming someone that you're not, that's to me. So you think that. Did McGuire and Sosa become people they were not? Yeah. 
I think they they did. I think in a way they did, but I don't think that what they did was wrong because it, they were not told to not do that. Right. It was not illegal in terms of Major League Baseball. You know, it was illegal when you think about the Olympics and other yeah, other sports. Yeah, for sure. There was testing know. and there were regulations right. and there were reforms and there and there. But were in Major rules. League Baseball, in the scope of Major League Baseball at the time, it was not illegal to take any of these things, and you know they took it to recover from injuries and. But I have that shirt that Trevor Bauer sells that says steroids save baseball. And well, to totally me, that's did. what it means. Totally it means did. like everybody was still mad at baseball because of the strike in 96, you know, so like. No doubt about it. So for this home run race, I remember like coming back to baseball and being so excited. Me too. And it was rejuvenated. awesome. And then like the next year I started working for the Braves after I left Six Flags. Oh. I started working for the Braves and at Turner Field at that time, there was this section called the Coca-Cola uh, section it was like way up high in the corner or whatever uh in the outfield and if someone hit a home run ball up there and you caught it you won a million dollars and so when sammy sosa and mark mcguire came to town that place was packed, packed. yeah yeah for sure and everyone's trying to catch a ball that's amazing there. it was amazing yeah it was so fun i mean so look cool. i mean there was any there was a nike commercial back in the day with two guys two pitchers on the break chicks did the long ball oh yeah chicks dig it man it was they it, it, was, it uh, pushes Smolt and Maddox yeah and, it, it, no, Glavin and, Glavin and, and those guys like it drives the highlights on sports center yeah. it gets the clicks it's what everyone wants to see. People want to see home runs. Just look at Major League Baseball right now. Well, we want it's, to see the home it's runs. It's nothing but home runs and strikeouts. And back then, nobody was watching baseball because everyone was still pissed off from the strike four mm -hmm. years earlier. Yeah. And these two guys took a run at the most, you know, one of the most unbreakable records in sports. Mm -hmm. And they both took it down. And they both went head to head. And they were playing against each other. You know, the Cardinals were playing the Cubs when McGuire hit number 62. I mean, it was amazing. It better. You couldn't have scripted and anything two guys were like this. So likable. So likable. And so they embraced kind. each other. And as you yeah. saw in the 30 for 30, Mark McGuire said he didn't know Sammy Sosa, but they got to know each other throughout the course it of this because chills. they played against each other a lot. They were doing all this, all the interviews, all the media. And it was awesome. It was and so cool. if they could go back and do it all over again, I'm sure they both would do the exact same thing. Sammy Sosa has not admitted that he's done anything right. sketchy or illegal. But he's still not invited back to Cubs Stadium. And he's, right? not a, he's not invited back to Wrigley Field because he won't admit that he corked his bat. If he did anything. I mean, the cork bat thing was years later. But he won't admit that he, that he took performance-enhancing drugs. And I think it was kind of obvious that he did. Mark McGuire has, and he has since returned to baseball. He's been a hitting coach uh, for several teams. And look, these guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they saved the game. They have, both have the numbers. Right. They have the numbers worthy. Okay, McGuire has almost 600 home runs. Sammy Sosa has over 600 they're, home runs. Of course, they're Hall of Famers. It's so obnoxious. It's it's so, it's so obnoxious. But also, like, I don't understand why Sammy has to admit anything because if it's not illegal at the time, it wasn't for you illegal to be doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. So. You don't owe that. You don't owe that explanation to anyone. You don't think he owes it to Cubs fans? No. Or the or the team or ownership? No. Fuck them. Because I can't believe that they they sit around and act like he's not welcome back at the stadium right. because somehow what he his lie, what they believe <laughs> is a lie, is like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's tarnishing like that is so obnoxious. Like yeah. he literally put their franchise back on the map mm -hmm. like they nobody cared about the cut. They were so losing until uh, like what ten years ago when they finally won the World Series. Uh, they won the World Series a couple years, a few years ago. Oh, whatever. It feels like ages ago. Yeah, it does. It does. to me, they're like in the zeitgeist of like this losing team. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, they're, they're, they, they were always fandom. the lovable losers. Yeah, they were, everybody loves them. Yes, they have everyone all loves fans. the Cubs because they never win. Yeah, and they all love Harry Carey and Bill Murray and all the famous Cubs fans. But they should love Sammy Sosa. They should love Sammy Sosa 100%. Yeah, it's so frustrating. I mean, those guys should have statues outside of Cooperstown. They should Sammy there should be a Sammy Sosa statue yeah. outside of Wrigley Field and a Mark McGuire one at Bush Stadium. It's mm -hmm. you know, it, it it's sad and hopefully someday those guys get their due, but I think, you know, my, my whole thing about baseball is that, like, the reason that it, it's not as popular as other sports is because it doesn't have a villain. And I think that the people try to make villains out of the wrong people. 
like and who? People like, tried to make villains out of Sosa and Maguire, so or like Barry Bonds, and saying like, oh, he's just like, well, Barry Bonds, I kind of understand, but like, you know, these steroid quote unquote steroid users, like these bad guys, you right. know what I mean? And it's like, no, villains are the Yankees or the Astros right now right. or um, A-Rod. He was the, a great villain sure. for baseball, you know, and um, or my favorite relief pitcher of all time, John Rocker. Yeah, John great, Rocker was great, a great, great villain. villain back then. <laughs> you know, great yeah. villain. Yeah, he yeah, totally. our wild thing. Yeah. You know, and so, like, you have to have those kinds of people, but I don't. I did not think that McGuire and Sosa were those people. So you're you're cool with them. You don't hold any uh, zero any grudge or. I think if the cork guys. bat thing was real, that I would I would hold something against. You know, and I've definitely made tons of jokes about Sosa and the corked bat. Do I think he was doing it during the home run race? No, I think he was trying to get something back with the home, with the cork back two years later. Yeah, because he'd lost a little bit. Yeah, so he, was he lost to, yeah. a little bit, and I think he was trying to make another run with McGuire not in the mix as much, and like yeah. maybe like here I can maybe break that record trying a little too hard, you know. So that was uh, the week of the 16th to the 22nd. Wow, that's so crazy. 1998, yeah, huge week. So McGuire hits home runs 48 to 52. He'd go on to hit 18 more to finish the year with 70. Sammy Sosa went to 49, and he finished the year with 66. Amazing, amazing. Uh, one other thing in sports that was uh, super funny that I came across, uh, one of our friends we've gotten to know recently, uh, Ryan Leaf, you remember him as the second overall pick in the 1998 NFL draft. Oh, was it 98? Yeah, yeah, first overall pick that year. You may have heard of him, a guy <laughs> named Peyton Manning, no big yeah. deal. Uh, so I remember <laughs> Peyton because I was at Georgia. We would play him, you know, at Tennessee, you know. And it was weird because, like, you know, I've always hated Florida. I never really hated Tennessee. Like, Tennessee was definitely, like, a rival, but to me, because They Peyton, didn't matter. Because Peyton played there. Well, when Peyton well, played but there, they, they never kind of mattered. Yeah, but they didn't win a national championship no, or anything. but he was just, like, this, this Well, of course, he was know, great. Yeah, he was but great. But I still, like, didn't hate them because, like... Oh, uh, I tell you what, I... Uh, and I think I went to school with Heinz Ward. I think Bobo was our quarterback when yeah. I went to school. Didn't love Peyton Manning uh, as a professional because he played against... You know, a team that kind of went up against the Patriots mm -hmm. a year in, year out. But in college, I loved Peyton Manning. I played quarterback in high school, and uh, I wrote Peyton Manning a letter one year while, <laughs> I, while I was in high school. Oh, my I, God, what did it say? <laughs> I wrote him while he was at Tennessee. And it was like, hey, you know my name. I think your forehead is the greatest. <laughs> it's just like mine. <laughs> Those helmets are tight. And if it presses up against this was 19, this was the late 90s. Helmet technology, not great. So you get that massive indent uh -huh. in your forehead. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, so I wrote Peyton, you know, like, hey, I play quarterback. I'm in high school. What are some of your favorite plays? What can I do to get better? Um, mm -hmm. And I got something back in the mail not too long later. It was from it was this big eight by ten envelope from the University of Tennessee. And it was just an autographed eight by ten to Chris Peyton Manning. Oh, wow. Yeah, still, still have, have it. it? Okay. It's, uh, it's at my mom's house. It's framed. Yeah, and it's uh, so I'll you know as much as I like like to talk crap about Paid Manning and kind of make fun of him and stuff, but I'll always be like, eh, good guy. Didn't have to. Didn't, so wait, what happened? Didn't with have Ryan to do that back. Week? Oh, so so back then, uh, you know, right now it's not happening currently, but it should be. The NFL preseason yeah, should be should going be. on right now, and these two guys, Ryan Leaf and Paid Manning, were the top two picks in the draft that year. They actually faced off in the preseason. Oh heading into their rookie year. So they both were going to be starters in San Diego and Indianapolis. And they played each other on August 22nd, the last day of my week. And the Chargers steamrolled the Colts <laughs> that year, 33-3. to Wow. Ryan Leaf ended up having a great game. He was 15 for 24, 172 yards, uh, set up a touchdown and ran for one. Uh, and Peyton Manning struggled in the game, was only 11 for 21 for 123 yards and had two interceptions. So it's kind of funny wow. how Ryan kind of had a good game and Peyton really struggled, and uh, we know how their careers ended <laughs> up. Do you think that Peyton did, like, influenced, or part of the reason Eli didn't want to go to San Diego was because of how they – maybe mishandled Ryan. Hmm. 
Yes, I think it was widely known at the time that uh, San Diego was not a good run organization. And uh, despite being maybe the most beautiful city on earth and one of the greatest places to live and visit in in the United States, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to play there, but when you're playing for a team that's just dysfunctional and can't manage their star players you know i think when you uh when you're such a powerful family a powerful football family like the mannings you can kind of do whatever you want and so eli just said "Uh uh-uh not happening (laughs) i remember not happening anyway that's a different year but like all right that's good to know yeah so that went on this week Uh, kind of funny i found this article i was doing some research i texted it to ryan and he just wrote back preseason hall of fame (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great guy yeah. Ryan Leaf. Uh, great cer- guy. Certainly knows who he is. Very self-aware. Can have a sense of humor about how his career ended up. But that was funny that that also went on during this week. Okay. I met Ryan. I told you that though. Like I met him before you met him. Yeah. Because I was friends with his brother Jeff. Right. Who I did sketch comedy with, and then like Ryan would come to our shows. That was back when he was drinking. Right. And now he doesn't drink anymore. And then you became friends with him. I became friends and with I him. I haven't talked to Jeff in years. And now I see Ryan all in the time. In the last couple of years, he would come on the, you know, our show, The Rich Eisen Show, and uh, have gotten to know him. We play golf all the time. And hard to miss that guy uh, when you're 6'7, oh, <laughs> when you're 6'7, yeah. 250, and you still look like a, a massive professional athlete. But <laughs> yeah, so that's funny that that went on. Uh, hold on. Let me just uh, get a little. Oh. You need light to read off your computer? Well, I just want it to look good for the folks on YouTube. <laughs> yes. And, and we me. want all three of Hi. you to like the way we look. Hey, you like my cut-off sleeveless shirt again today? Yeah. People Some, are... Someone was like, is he going to wear the sleeveless again? And I'm like, no promises. It's back. It's your new thing. Eh, it's the summer of no sleeves. Sleeveless, but the hoodie. Sometimes you usually have the hood. Well, up. usually I have it up, but I don't want to. I, I mean, you said I have my my face is nice and tan. I mean, we've been <laughs> off so much. I've been in the sun. My head looks great. I want the people. It's very rare for you to have any kind of tan, so you should show it. I'm up. super tan. This is the most tan maybe I've ever been. I know it's because we go running and you don't wear your sleeves. I also have a great golf. You can't see it, but my feet are very white. I have the golfer's tan. I know what your feet look okay, like. Okay, well, I, don't, I mean, maybe the people want to see it. Nobody wants to okay. see it. Nobody wants to see your feet. All right. 1998 was a segue, was a monster year for movies. Oh. Monster year for movies. Do you want to hear some of the movies that came out, or do you want me to tell you what was number one during this week? During this week, I want to know what's All right. number one. During this week, the number one movie in its fourth week atop the box office, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Saving Private Ryan. Wow. Okay. What's going on right now? Did you see Saving Private Ryan in the theater? Yes. Is it the greatest first 20 minutes of a movie you maybe have ever seen? Maybe not greatest, but most thrilling, intense. most intense. I think it, I definitely remember it being uh, um, like people warning me that it was like a very intense first 20 minutes. Yeah. Know? At the time I was in film school, so it was okay. like for sure. I'm going to go see like right. any Steven Spielberg of movie course. that's out. So yes, I remember it being overwhelming because the next year I went to Omaha beach. Oh wow. Yeah. So, Oh, that's incredible. The August 99, I went to Omaha beach. What was that like? Oh, it's gorgeous. No, uh, <laughs> it's very pleasant now. There was a yeah. lot less fighting. There's no Nazis and tanks and <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It's the first sand I ever collected. Oh wow. Cause you know, I collect sand. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there knows this, but I, collect sand in every country that I go to. And I started with Omaha Beach. That was the very first collection. And what number are we up to now? Do you know how many you've got? There's probably 30 or 40. Oh, I threw a bunch away. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, there's a whole beach right there. Just go get some more if you need sand. So the number one movie, Saving Private Ryan, in its fourth week atop the box office. Monster hit, one of Tom Hanks' greatest movies. Uh, that he, he direct that he produced. That it, well, he's not. Is he in it? Oh yeah, he's the star of the movie. He remember throughout the whole movie, the kind of running gag is nobody knows what his job is, and so there's a huge bet about going on, and they're trying to save Private Ryan. And you know who Private Ryan is in the movie? Oh wait. Also, one of his early movies, 
Yeah. Was it Jake Gyllenhaal? Close. Uh, close. Massive Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon yes. is Private Ryan. And, yes, uh, yes, yes. Tom, Siz- Tom Sizemore, Ed Burns. Um, actually, uh, uh, the, the name of the actor escapes me, but he plays Roger Maris in a movie, and he's the sniper in the movie. It's a... Uh, it's fantastic. It's 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 such a great movie. Yeah, because sometimes I get Private Ryan and Band of Brothers confused because pr- Tom Hanks also produced Band of Brothers, right? Uh, which is another World War II film about. But that's D-Day. a miniseries. That's like a te- a like a ten part kind of HBO thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Saving Private Ryan, of course, uh, talks about World War Two and. Wow! Yeah. And the, so and that was uh, his fourth week, huh? Yeah. This is. Uh, they're on a mission to to find Private Just Ryan. Just makes me miss g- being able to Bar- go to the movies. Barry Pepper is the guy who oh, plays the plays the sniper. Makes me miss going to movies to yeah, see. Yeah, that's one like of those movies, movies. You know, it's on. You know, it's on all the time. It's on yeah. cable. It's on TNT or whatever. But that movie you had to have experienced in the theater with the surround sound when it came out in 1998. That's where the the Dolby 5.1. That's where the yeah. You know you. To, here it's like you were there you feel the bullets so when i went in 1999 um there are still the uh the rocks and the um the boat um the thing i don't know what they're called but they um those things that stuck out of the sand yeah i know know what you're talking about the sand that uh were really spiky or Mm -hmm. whatever yep and kids were just like jumping off them into the water, you know, like as a toy. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's yes. history. You know, yeah. but then I'm like, well, the whole point is that like now they're free to do that. You know, that yeah. was like part of the whole mission. And uh, yeah, you could still see bullet holes in all the walls like are in the around in and around the beach in the town. Wow. And then there is this new cemetery that they had just built uh, up on the cliffs. Like you can see the cliff that they had to scale. I mean, it is insane. The cliff that they had to, sk- and they were just sitting ducks, you know. Right. And so oh, for sure, I mean, I went there to take a video from my great uncle Lenny, who gave me his camcorder, and he told me how I was supposed to hold it super slow when I'm panning. <laughs> and uh, so I, he was on D five for World War Two, so he, I took um, videos of the cemetery um, because he was not able to go. He was, you know, invited, of course, but he was not able to go. He was there. You haven't been listening. Oh, I was listening. I was listening. I was listening. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm he looking, was on D5. I'm looking some. I don't know what that means. Day five. Oh, day five. So okay. D-day and then D1, D2, oh, got it, got D2, it, got D2 it. Okay. D3, D4, day five. Uh, yeah, so he was the fifth wave that went in. And uh, yeah, you know. Wow. My Uncle Lenny is like, I don't even remember what he did in the, uh, you know, but he... Um, he's like, he was like five, five, maybe he was shorter than me. Oh, wow. So I can't even imagine so him what? like running off of a boat was onto a beach. The, was like he that. in the infantry? Was he a pilot or? No, no, no. He was on a boat. So I'm not really sure what he, uh, I can't wow. remember what he did. Um, my mom's probably going to be upset with me that I don't remember. I mean, you talk about the greatest generation. It's just like that movie is, oh. uh, it's incredible what those, what all those men went through there. I mean. Yeah. Back then. So that was the number one movie. Uh, the number one song. We'll get to that later. But other movies from 1998. Like I said, it was a monster year for movies. We'll talk about the Oscars in a second. <laughs> Titanic. Why are we going to talk about the Oscars? Were they that this week? No, but I'm just uh, talking about Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Saving Private Ryan won five Oscars. Okay. Um, it won Best Director. Steven Spielberg won for Best Director. Won Best Cinematography, Sound, Film Editing, and Sound Effects. But it did not win Best Picture that year. Oh. That was kind of my point. Like, okay. That movie was so great, but it did not win Best Picture. The other nominees, Thin Red Line, Life is Beautiful, Elizabeth, and the winner that year, Shakespeare in Love. Oh, What yeah. an absolute tragedy. Wow, Shakespeare in Love was fantastic. It's not as good as Saving Private Ryan. My God, if you wake up the baby because you're screaming, I'm going to murder you. Okay, well, that, <laughs> glad that's on tape. I'm just if, saying. I'm not. I don't want him to wake up because you're that passionate about Saving Private Ryan. Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I can Saving Private Ryan. Like, get the, get the, out of here. Are Shakespeare in Love is a great movie. I think I've seen that more than Saving Private Ryan because it's a lot easier to watch than Saving Private Ryan. There's only so much 
Like we're gonna World have, War Two death up. that you can and, handle. And Tom Hanks lost to Roberto Benigni in Life Is Beautiful. Life Is Beautiful is great. I remember that kook though. He was like on top of the chairs. Yeah, running but down that with movie it. was so impressive. <sighs> Life Is Beautiful was a fantastic movie. All right. All right, nineteen. Uh, it was also a foreign film, right? I mean, Didn't it was win best foreign I might have film? Been, it might have been the first foreign film to win best picture, to be honest. Um, it won best picture. I thought Shakespeare in Love won best. Oh, sorry, picture. Roberto Benigni won best actor. Sorry. Uh, okay, I don't want to wake up the baby. Let's just move on. <laughs> Other amazing films from nineteen ninety eight. Titanic started off the year. It was like number one forever. Titanic. Well, it came out in December. Oh, I was gonna say it, it wasn't came up out. For it came out December of, and so it won. It won best picture. The year b- for 1998, okay. and Saving Private Ryan was the following Titanic year. Titanic is the only movie I've seen in the in the theater multiple times. Multiple times, I think I saw it six times in the theater. I have so. never seen Titanic opening credits to close credits. I believe that it's one of those things you just catch bits and pieces of throughout. I'm the same with The Godfather. I've never seen it opening credits to closing credits. I mean, the Titanic and The Godfather are not even in the same conversation. I think here's, they absolutely are. Here's the story of Titanic. <laughs> You're uh, absolutely wrong. There's a boat and it sinks. Great. I know what happened. Oh, here's the story of The Godfather. What? What there's is the story the, of The Godfather? What is, what is the story of The Godfather? There's an old guy. There's an old guy. His kids and they kill everybody that doesn't pay them money. That's not what happens in The Godfather. It is what happens in The Godfather. <laughs> you've never it's about seen, the mafia. You've never seen The Godfather. It's about the mafia. All right. Other you've movie, never seen other Titanic. Mo- other movies. It's not about a boat sinking. It's about a relationship. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Between what? James Cameron and the boat? <laughs> 1998 movies. Titanic. He Got Game. The Truman Show. Armageddon. Saving Private Ryan. Rounders. There's Something About Mary. Goodwill Hunting. Rush Hour. The Water Boy. You've got mail. But what are those? Those are all the movies that came out in 1998. Well, why are you talking about that? We're supposed to talk about one week. I'm just so saying. Now, any of us that want to do 1998 ever again, you've already blown the wad on all. I'm just the telling you all the movies. Mo- well, no, year. you can go back and tell us about. Oh. I'm ta- I only talked about Saving Private Ryan. Did I talk <laughs> about any other movie? <laughs> you talked about Titanic. Well, because it sucks. <laughs> You haven't seen the whole thing. You can't say it sucks. Doesn't matter. I may have seen bits and pieces of the whole thing. Well, you can't say it sucks if you haven't seen the story from the beginning to end. All right. Uh, The number one song (laughs) during my week of August (laughs) 16th to the 22nd was uh, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Oh, no way. Yeah, The Boy. Man, Brandy was just on the Today Show the other day. For what? Um, She was new song that came out and i was like gosh she looks exactly the same just better like she's she's still just like so gorgeous and perfect and oh talented. my goodness yeah. yeah so that song uh this this week it was in the middle of its 13 week run as number one on the billboard chart that was a monster summer song I feel like brandy was like the first young super young artist girl you know Ooh, what I mean? Before Britney and Christina, like I feel like Brandy was like first. Yeah, Britney and Christina didn't hit until kind of uh, Christmas 1998. Oh, okay. See. Yeah, so Brandy was kind of right before then. And do you know who Brandy went to the prom with? Oh, I've heard this story. It's actually kind of sad now, but she went to prom with Kobe Bryant. Oh, right. Oh. Like that's how famous Kobe was. As a high school basketball player, he took Brandy to the prom. <laughs> like, it was amazing. It was oh, so am- cool. it was amazing. Uh, some huge birthdays during this week. Uh, uh, celebrities celebrating their birthday on August sixteenth. James Cameron and Madonna both oh. ha- ha- have birthdays Bye. on the seventeenth. Robert De Niro. The eighteenth. Robert Redford. The nineteenth. We talked about him earlier. Bill Clinton. Uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, on the twentieth. Robert Plant. Uh-huh. From the who? Robert Plant from where? <laughs> what, wait, what? I was actually, before you even said that, I was going to say, if you can name what, what, he, band? what he is. He's a singer. He's the lead singer of a band. For who? <laughs> I thought it was the who. Close. Led Zeppelin. Okay. And uh, January. Uh, but who's the lead singer of the who? Roger Daltrey. Okay. Yeah. I knew it started with an R. Uh, <laughs> August 21st, <laughs> Kim Cattrall and Usain Bolt have the same birthday. Okay. Uh, some famous deaths. Both really fast, just in different ways. <laughs> Kim Cattrall, do you know how old she is now? She still She's looks amazing. 60. 63. Yeah. Good for her. Mannequin. Mannequin. That's no, what I was going to say. Good job. Uh, <laughs> you 
always get so proud of me when I well, know, I, I, when honestly, I, know I honestly don't think you know that much about like pop culture and I movies. I just don't remember it. You have this like memory that won't quit. Like you're just really good at memorizing things. And when other people don't remember things, you're shocked. <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe you should just be impressed that you can remember it. And like, no, not everybody remembers things like you. All right. So I did write down a question here <laughs> oh, that I'm not sure where we can even have a discussion now because you thought Robert Plant was the lead singer of the who, um, at their height, who was the most famous Robert? Who had a birthday this week? Oh. Robert De Niro, mm -hmm. Robert Redford, Robert Plant. At their height. At their height, who was the most famous? I would say De Niro. You think so? I mean, I, I don't have an answer to this question. I don't really have an opinion. I was just wondering, like, yeah, I would guess so. Well, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, Led I mean Zeppelin is arguably the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Robert De Niro, one of the great, and Robert Redford, both one of the greatest actors of all time. I think maybe, like maybe Robert Redford. Our reference is definitely the most handsome. What? Oh, he's, the he's Leonard Skinner was the band that died in the airplane crash. Yeah, like half Not of them Led did. Zeppelin. Not Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, their drummer, was an alcoholic. Another yeah. L starts. See, yeah. at least I know the letter. And three famous deaths all happened on the same day, August 16th. I found this out. Uh, August 16th, 1948, Babe Ruth passed away. August 16th, 1977, Elvis oh. passed away. And August 16th, 2018, your best friend, Aretha Franklin, passed away. Aretha, yeah. Wow, that's a crazy day. Crazy day, August 16th. August 16th. I want to say that's all I got. Mm. It was a really kind of fun week for 1998. That was a very fun week. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you mean that? I mean, you were all over the place. You were not in 1998. What do you mean? I was totally in 1998. You just told me that Aretha Franklin died in 2016. Yeah, but, but she died. But on August 16th. Well, I'm just we're not <laughs> talking about 2016. All right. So am I bending the rules here? <laughs> You're very much bending the rules. All right. You're I telling me about all the <clears throat> movies that came out in 1998. But it was in relation to Saving Private Ryan, which was the number one movie during this week in 1998. <laughs> Too many tangents? <laughs> no, I think Do it's Do I need to reel it in? Babe, I think it's perfect. It's <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Uh, episode three, This Week in the 90s podcast. Uh, Listen, thank you so much. For please also, if there was something that we missed. <laughs> oh, yeah, please tell us what we missed. And tell us where you were that week in August 1998, August 16th through 22nd. Was there anything you were doing? Or anything you remember, like you were at this uh, the Cubs game. You were, yeah, totally. you know, watching. Where did you watch Saving Private Ryan? Visit our Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, feel free to tell us anything. Upload, send us photos of maybe if you have a Absolutely. picture from that week. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to see it. Um, we'll yeah. try to find any photos of any of the things we discuss, like yep. where we were in college or me being at Six Flags and oh, Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at Week in the 90s Pod uh, on all of on our social, all social media. media. Yeah, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, And if you have any YouTube. questions or if you want to give us any information about any upcoming weeks, we do have an email address. That's weekinthe90spod at gmail. Weekinthe90spod at gmail.com. Email yeah. us and uh, we'll get back to you and... Maybe we'll do a little Q and a hate one of these weeks <laughs> coming up. Yeah. And my apologies for always yelling at Christopher, but this is every single day of my life. <laughs> now so you have a glimpse of like what I'm Thanks like. for tuning in. All right, everybody. We had a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. And we will see you. This week in the nineties podcast.